Welcome to the Bad Bitch Podcast. I'm Lauren Wood, wealth advisor for the past 15 years to some of the baddest bitches you could ever hope to meet. What I've learned over this time is that when women share their stories, their light shines brighter. And I have been the woman who has benefited from other women sharing their stories, and it has helped to guide me to the light of my next big adventure. I'm here to spread their light so that you can see the bad bitch in you. Let's dive in. Hey, you bad bitch. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. I have one of my old friends, but a dear friend, Seppi Miller with us. Seppi is an immigrant who came to this country with her family fleeing war and so obstacles that a lot of us are not familiar with. So when you talk about overcoming, this bad bitch has overcome a lot and (laughs) she owns her own business. She's an entrepreneur uh, with a fabulous business that I use the product myself. She's a real estate mogul and designer, I believe. She does so much. She does it all. She's building a name for her family and shining her beautiful light while she does so. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Seppi to the Bad Bitch Podcast. Thank you so much, Seppi, for taking the time to be with me today. Thank you very much. Thank you for that introduction. (laughs) Well, there's nothing better than being with a friend and exchanging that good energy, right? Uh, So Seppi, we talked about you being an immigrant. Uh, Your family fled Iran during the Bosnian War. Actually, no, it was, uh, so we left left Iran during the Islamic Revolution. Um, You know, Iran was as westernized as it is here in the United States uh, before the revolution. It was. It was, yeah. I think that's probably something that most of us don't realize. Well, yeah, I mean, if I could show, I don't have the pictures now, but if I could show pictures of how my mom and dad grew up in Iran in short sleeve, little mini skirts. Um, Iran is a place where Europeans, I mean, uh, would come on vacation. That was their vacation spot. Uh, the Kennedys came to Iran to vacation there. So, I mean, it's a beautiful country, but unfortunately, uh, after the Islamic Revolution, and we're not Muslim, and um, what happened was when the revolution happened, there, there was, you know, the, there was a division with people who wanted the Islamic revolution and they were a lot that didn't want this revolution, obviously. And um, when I was, in, when I was about uh, five years, four, five years old, uh, my aunt who was 15. She was um, at night, she was graffitiing against the Islamic revolution and she was caught. And in Islam, they don't execute you a virgin. She was only 15 years old. They rape you first and then they execute you. Um, So my aunt at 15 was executed. And uh, seven months into it, they caught my uncle who was 17, uh, traveling from one city to another. And they found out that he had a sister who was executed. And uh, so they hung him. Uh, They hung him at 17, seven months after my- Or essentially existing. Existing and just wanting your freedom, basically, just your simple freedom of speech and just uh, being able to walk in freedom and and things that we take here uh, for granted. Um, Just your simple freedom of, you know what, I want to just wear this and walk in the street and talk to my girlfriend or walk with my guy friend. And I don't have to be married to him. He doesn't own me. We're just friends. And unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. So uh, my dad worked for Johnson Johnson in Iran, and uh, he was able to forge our visas. And in Iran, we lived a very lavish life. Uh, we never cooked for ourselves. We we didn't even wash ourselves as kids. We had people that, you know, we had servants that would come and like literally wash us. And um, so my dad forged our visas and said that we're going to Germany for a vacation and didn't even tell us that we were really leaving for good. Okay. And uh, back then there were, uh, you didn't have metal detectors. So they were able to liquidate all our funds into gold coins. And mm-hmm. my mom took all our pants seams and they put gold coins all around it. And that's how we left Iran. Wow. 
And it was all on um, you, on all of you. Yes, basically, yes, through my sisters. And uh, the second we moved to Ger- we got to Germany to the airport, we filed for asylum and became political refugees. And when you become political refugees, what they do is then they take you and they basically take you to a refugee camp where at that time it was Bosnia war. Uh, there were a lot of gypsies there, a lot of Albanians. There were a lot of actually Greeks, Italians that left and became, wanted to come to Germany and became refugees there. And what they do is they take you as a fa- as a whole family and they basically put you in like a dome where you're now sectioned. Uh, every family has their own section of where you live. And to in order to basically heat up your site, they give you these burners where you have to go down in these little um, uh, like um, kind of like not basements, but they you go through these dungeons to get coal just to bring up to heat up your your part of your little section. So you went from a lavish Literally. lifestyle, every need that you, you didn't even know what a need was, I'm guessing, right? right. Uh, to then this camp where you're doing everything and just trying to to get by every day? To get by, not knowing the language. You know, we speak Farsi in Iran. Uh, you're coming to Germany, the culture shock, of course, in, the, in addition to, I didn't even get to say goodbye to my grandparents thinking that, hey, we're just going for vacation. This isn't a permanent thing. So basically, you're never going to see your cousins again. You're never going to see your grandparents again. This is it. You leave that whole side of the world. And now you're entering this world of this unknown, right? Um, so from kindergarten all the way through third grade, I grew up in a refugee camp. Uh, learn German. Uh, Germany, be- I mean, Germany is very similar to Pittsburgh. Uh, our climate is very similar. Hilled, it's it's beautiful. And the Germans were unbelievable to us. Unbelievable. Um, so by the time I learned German, dreamt in German, spoke oh. German, came kind of like we became German. Yeah. Um, you know, after a certain point when the government, the German government sees that you're a good immigrant and you're not there to cause trouble or anything like that, then they basically house you and they allow you to get a work permit where you can start working. Um, so my dad starts working, you know, my mom is home, of course, taking care of us. Uh, we're in Germany all the way through eighth grade. Uh, my dad comes and says, hey, we're moving to New York City. It's like, what? wow, what? <laughs> Like, why are we leaving? What are we doing? Uh, my dad's dream was always to come to the United States. His sister okay. was uh, 16 on her own. This is before the revolution. She just wanted to leave Iran. She came to New York on her own, made a whole made a life for herself. Um, You're from a, a lineage of bad bitches, it sounds bad like. Bad bitches, that's right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so my aunt actually came to New York and opened up after, you know, obviously later on in life, but she opened up one of the most famous French restaurants in New York City called Le Boheme. Oh my. Yep. And and she does, I mean, she did unbelievable for herself, made a name for herself in New York, owns buildings and streets in New York. And uh, and so she sponsored us to come to New York. Okay. To come to the United States. And, and as a sponsor, you basically have to take care of that family up to a year so that you don't go into the service, into the, you know, kind of like have the government have to help you out and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now living in Germany, we have a beautiful home. Everything is great. Now, not and only here we go we, again, here we go again. Are we, we're moving not to Pittsburgh, not to like upstate New York, not to New York, New City. York City village. Right. And imagine that culture shock. Like we had never seen black people before because the, the, the black person that we knew was Eddie Murphy and that was on TV. And now we're into a melting pot of all different cultures, all different nationalities. And again, we don't know the language, right? So the only language, the only word we knew uh, from uh, German was hello, because in German we say hello and in English, hello. That was the only word we knew. So now, okay, start all over again. Now we're living in a 450 square foot room, basically above my aunt's restaurant. There's five of us. Hmm. We're in Greenwich Village. The culture shock alone. Right. And now 
we have to start all over again. 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 And now my, my dad, of course, doesn't speak English. He's always been hardworking, amazing. So now my dad is a busboy in my aunt's restaurant, busboying at Marriott Marquis, dumping for one, two, and then doing catering for Marriott Marquis. So we would basically not see dad again, right? Working, 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 a uh, country of opportunities, but basically yeah. you got to work your butt off to make it, right? Exactly. And, uh, again, as immigrants, we, you know, you have this, we, we're, we're here, we want to make a name for ourselves, we want to take care of our children, we want to make our family proud, and um, that was basically my dad's goal, right, and make yes. sure that his three girls are taken care of. Yep, so that's New York. And um, from New York, went to high school in New York, uh, college, went to uh, SUNY Farmingdale in Long Island uh, to get my hygienist degree. Uh, got my hygienist degree. And uh, then uh, my dad and mom and my younger sister moved to Pittsburgh because my younger sister wasn't doing so well in New York. They come to Pittsburgh. Dad opens up a few restaurants. Uh, he opens up a bunch of pizza shops, opens up a Persian restaurant in, in downtown Pittsburgh, and then opens up a restaurant in Oakland, uh, which was, you know, Pitt is there. We have yeah. Duquesne, have uh, Carnegie Mellon, Mellon. Uh, as an opportunity of, this is great. This is the perfect spot, you know, to open up a restaurant. Uh, six months into it, dad has a heart attack and it's fine, but uh, I was working, of course, 19 in New York, having the best life, you know, now I'm a New Yorker, having a blast in New York. And um, dad calls me up and says, hey, come to Pittsburgh, help me run the Oakland restaurant and go back, you know, go back when, when I get healthy and I can do this on my own. So of course I'm like, so short term, short term, you're coming okay. to Pittsburgh, help me out and I'm going back. back and I, and a lot of, you know, I don't know the listeners here, Pittsburgh 25 years ago is not the same Pittsburgh, right? Right. You know, right now, Pittsburgh is thriving in every way right now, whether it's culturally restaurants, um, there's a lot of different companies that have come to Pittsburgh. There's a lot to do in Pittsburgh. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. It's gorgeous, family oriented. Built like that, and it was building up like that as I was there. Even I saw so much growth, and I feel like my family was there for such a short time, essentially too. So, yes, there's so much growth there, and so much happening now. And so much happening. Twenty five years ago, though, you said how much. long ago you said that was okay. Yes. Um. So then, uh, worked for my dad, and uh, our restaurant was across the street from this one bar that all the grads kids, grad students and, you know, law school and, and yeah, dental school and all this was like their hangout. And uh, that's where I met my husband who was going to law school. It was his first year of law school. He would come and get uh, grape leaves and things like that. And yes, um, after meeting him, you know, 25 years later and never went back. <laughs> yes. So it, you so much. Yes. <laughs> And uh, from there, um, you know, him going to law school and then getting, you know, working here in Pittsburgh, um, I wanted to have a family. I was the most important thing for me was I want to give my family, I want to, I want to have children, I want to have a family and I want to do the things that unfortunately my parents just didn't, weren't able to provide. Uh, they're immigrants. They didn't speak the language. Their focus was, yeah, their main focus was just making sure these three girls can make it have a place where they can experience who they are, how they want, and right. hopefully have some freedoms. And let's just make sure that that's able to happen. Yes. And so I, I do think that that's often, especially as we're all healing and looking back at our past, that our parents all did the best that they could. There were no, it was, there was a lot happening in the world at the time, and there weren't a lot of resources necessarily available for um, those that were struggling. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and didn't have the resources either. You know, they just didn't know, like, you know, even sports. Like, I wanted to be a gymnast more than anything, but, you know, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't something that 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, just couldn't because your parents are working so hard just to survive, you know? Yes. But it's hard to have those things that now for your kids um, would have been qu- a quite normal request. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you're, um, you're building your family. Mm-hmm. Um, your husband graduates from law school and gets a job pretty quickly or... Yeah, yeah, Steve, you know, right away. And, and, um, and I worked, you know, worked as a, I started working in different places of, uh, I wanted to do hygienist, but I didn't really care for it because I love talking and I love, yes. you know, as a hygienist, it's great income, but at the same time, you have a mask on and every 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you're cleaning teeth. There's no conversation. Your hands in somebody's mouth. So they're not talking to you. They're not talking really. So right away I knew, okay, wasn't, this wasn't for me. I need something else. Okay. And got into the real, into real estate. And I figured, you know what? I love it. Not only is it allowing me to travel and and really get to know Pittsburgh for what it is. And back in the time before I should point out back before we had GPS and just punched in the address and told us where to go. I was I used to struggle with MapQuest. And then if I missed a turn, it was like, oh no, how do I get myself out? The belts in Pittsburgh. I <laughs> oh yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's yes. Tough. So I commend you on that alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, coming from New York, it's funny because uh, Pittsburghers, you talk to them, you're like, oh, I'm in South Hills and well, I'm in North Hills. You know, it's not, it's, I don't think this friendship is going to happen because there's no way I'm coming from Pittsburgh all the way, you know, down here. But for me, it was you like, you sound like a New Yorker. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know what's out there. I need to know what's going on all around me. Yes. And so, you know, real estate was great for me and it's still great for me. Uh, so now I'm 25 years into real estate, um, doing great. Um, you know, obviously, uh, my main goal was I wanted a family. I wanted to take care of my family. Uh, I wanted to be the captain of the ship, basically of taking care of my husband, making sure that he's growing in his business and his firm and making sure my kids are thriving, make sure that I am a big part in my, my community. I'm doing a lot of kind of volunteer work and making sure that everybody really knows me and my family, uh, the way who I am and when, and that I'm willing to give all my energy into my community yes. and my friend and my family, basically. And uh, so it went on, you know, my boys are 14 and 15. Um, going, oh, my son- I'm shaking my head because I haven't seen you. We haven't, I, haven't I know you have three for so I- long. And I just remember your boys are the cutest little things. And now they're not, they're probably taller than you, huh? Yeah. Well, it doesn't take much. I'm only 4'11". So. <laughs> no, I'm five nothing. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fifth grader that's almost there. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's unbelievable <laughs> how fast. Oh. So it started uh, out as like a, a fun thing for you with your business. And then as life happened, um, yeah. you and your husband sadly... Got a divorce. And so then this went from being um, just for fun to kind of a, this is going to pay the bills type thing, right? Right. Exactly. So how did you you shift that then? Well, you know, as a woman, you sit back and and you, I I don't want to say as a woman, because now, you know, you know, women, this woman, that, and and I know that because I, I've always been independent, but I knew, but I, I wanted to stay yes, home. And we grew up in the nine, you know, more That's in the nineties, eighties, nineties, where it was drilled into us. That's we my, were yeah, that. yeah. my culture too. You know, my culture. Yes. I'm Italian. I feel that. Yes. Stay home. You take care of your family. You take care of your husband. You make sure that he's flourishing in every way. And you take a seat back because, because that's just, what's been bred in us kind of right yes um, absolutely and so you know doing all that and and he's now in uh one of the largest uh he's a partner in one of the largest firms and uh he's doing unbelievable he's an unbelievable man yes. an unbelievable dad in every way unfortunately it just didn't work out with us mm-hmm. but you know it was for me was that do I stay in a kind of stagnant marriage or because we just 
grew where he grew in his firm. And unfortunately, we just didn't grow together, right? Yes. Um, and a lot of women- So often. It happened so often. And unfortunately, no matter what we did, we just couldn't come back together. And, but for a lot of other women, you know, they live, if they live a life where they don't have to worry about money, they don't, they have a great life, they have a great house, all those things, their future is basically taken care of. And they stay. They're willing, they're willing to stay. They're willing to stay. And for that trade-off. For that trade-off, right. And for me was, you know, I come from that much struggle to get where I am. I want to be happy in every way. I do. Yes. I know I deserve it. I know that um, I can do this, right? I can do this. I deserve to be happy in every way. And not just monetary, but I want, I want what I want. And unfortunately... It wasn't in our, what you um, want is different what than I what, what I want. And yes, that can be, yes. Right. Um, and so while this is all happening, the same aunt that sponsored us to come to United States. All those years ago. <laughs> years ago, uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She was diagnosed with breast cancer. She closed down her restaurant and we we're very close. And I would go to her oncologist and uh, her oncologist kept saying, it's your deodorant. It's your deodorant. It's your mm -hmm. lifestyle. It's your because we don't have cancer in our family. We don't have breast cancer. We don't have any kind of cancer in our family. And the more I looked into it, why are they saying deodorant? Like, what is in our deodorant? What is going on? What are they talking about? You know, whether it was Diet Coke, whether aspartame, um, but now they're talking about deodorant. What's in our deodorant that she's? You know, they're they're focusing on that so much we go back and, you know, I'm doing all this research and what's going on, what's in the deodorant. And you realize, oh shit, you know, there's paraben, triclosurant, there is aluminum. aluminum. Uh huh. You're at age nine, right? Your, your mom and dad, you know, that your mom gets you that deodorant, you're starting your BO and mm, okay, I you're a kid there right now. <laughs> there it is. And, um, you know, you're putting it on two, three times a day sometimes, mm -hmm. not realize that, hey, this it's is your up. building up. It's your lymph nodes. It's traveling on through your body. People don't realize that it's not just what you ingest, but also what, what are you putting on your skin? skin? Your yeah. skin is your largest organ where it's literally whatever you put on your skin, it's going down. It's going into your body, yeah. your body sitting it and, and it's causing cancer in so many different ways. Alzheimer's, uh, blood disorders, uh, allergy issues. I mean, back then, if you look, the, the amount of allergies that our children have now, it wasn't there. It's never there. It, it's immense now compared to and yeah. the GMOs. It's 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 what we're it's the chemicals we're putting in our body. It's your makeup and the amount of chemicals that's in your makeup. You can't even stand them if you really go through your just open up your makeup bag and go through it, and you're like, holy shit, this is all toxic, toxic shit. Yeah your body and your face and everything else. So anyhow, one, my best friend, uh, Russ, uh, he, he owns a, a large- uh, Russ, who I went to high school with too. Can you believe it? I a small world. I, I, small I, world. Like, oh, I love, uh, I, I love everything about this. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. So we're sitting down, we're talking. I'm like, Russ, you know, how can we do, how can we make a deodorant that's all natural that works. I mean, you have all these scientists that you work with. Do you think that we can create something that not only works, but smells good, but also there's zero chemicals in there. So while that's happening, also, I went uh, uh, early menopause, right? Early menopause. And uh, I went to early menopause at age 39. Okay. And it started happening. And I start. I went to a hormone center and they said, and I was having joint pains and, and body aches and hot flashes and everything else. And they did this detailed blood work on me. And one of the major things that I was lacking was uh, magnesium. Now, nothing that we eat has magnesium in it. You have to supplement yes. for it. I've just started learning about this and it's magnesium from what I can gather. And I know you're going to correct me if I'm wrong, but it's something that actually a lot of us are pretty deficient in, if I'm understanding correctly. A lot of us, a lot of us are deficient, hair loss, sleep, joint pains, uh, restless legs. I mean, so that's not just all part of getting older, like we've been taught. Oh, no. 
Yeah. No, we need supplements at, and, and we need supplements. So I think you need to start taking, you always need, obviously need to take care of yourself, right? Healthy. You have to eat healthy. You have to be healthy. You have to be conscious of what you're putting in your body, on your body. But, you know, starting at age 30 for women or men, you know, you if you don't take care of yourself in your 30s, your 40s and 50s is going to really suck, right? Because yeah. once menopause, when, once that premenopause starts, your hormone changes, you're imbalanced. You're so imbalanced in so many ways that you literally have to start being conscious of, of everything. Even your early thirties, your late twenties, that's, you know, you think, ah, I have so many years. No, no, no. It's what you do now is what's going to, how you're going to face your body and your mind in your forties and your fifties. That's the right? foundation now and That's then build upon that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I was very, uh, I didn't have enough magnesium. We're like, hey, can also, can we put magnesium in a deodorant? So then not only do you take your daily, uh, daily dosage of your magnesium, but also we found that magnesium uh, helps with, um, with how you ingest, how, how fast you actually take in this deodorant and, and the things that you need to do for, for it to actually work, right? Well, the last- can I interrupt you there for a second? Yeah, please. Because let's talk about that, that actually work. Okay. I have been on a kick because I felt for a while that the deodorant was doing something to me that I didn't like. And I was a sweaty Betty and I was like, I just always need so much of it. And that just doesn't, it's, I buy the best sure. stuff and why do I need more if it's supposed to be so good? Uh, and then I stopped using it all together. I just went vegan and went all out on everything. And so I started using a salt rock and I really liked that, but you still can smell <laughs> and I deal with, um, a lot of bad bitches and, you know, like, I don't want to go in being like the stinky bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm the stinky one. Um, so I was thrilled when I saw that you had put out a, an all natural deodorant. And I was like, okay, but I have tried like yeah. many others, many. Mm -hmm. And I was unhappy with all of them for whatever reason, too sticky, smells gross, doesn't smell Stain like clothes. It stains all would get all over my clothes. I was like, this is worse than regular deodorant. What am I doing? Um, and, but yours, oh my gosh. Oh Thanks. my gosh. I love it because I, there's no, um, I get nothing on my clothes. I smell good from the time I put it on till the time I go to bed at night. So if I start at 6am, I'm good until unfortunately nine is early. <laughs> nine is my bedtime now, but <laughs> I'd be good beyond that because, um, it's, just so fabulous. I can't say enough good about it. And it's so good that even because my husband normally turns up his nose to these newfangled ideas that I have, he'll be like, what? Um, I got him using the salt rock, but outside of that, he wasn't trying other deodorants. I said, listen, I bought this. Um, you have a lovely value pack, three pack yeah. that you sell. And I highly recommend it to our listeners because I bought it and I gave one to myself, one to my husband and one to my kid. My kid uses it religiously. He, I mean, that's hard to do with a 10 year old who's got his head right. most of the time, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, and my husband loves it too, because it smells good. It smells manly. It's not, um, it's not all girly. Uh, so I just commend you because you have done a phenomenal job with this. So can you tell me a little bit more about how you came to that then what was the um, so we just you know russ has yes. a background in marketing and uh and so russ was able to really truly uh create this brand with me and we started collaborating and um i'm the front you know i started and it, it is really all about who you know mm -hmm. and going out there and, and networking and meeting others that have yeah. the same kind of um not just values, but vision, right? Yes, vision passion, energy. Yes, yes. Because you and I are both high energy. 
right? Yeah, yes. I like <laughs> to be in the energy of others who like somebody else. Yes. And, and just, you know, and I'm, I'm a big ball of just positive energy. And yes, you are. There's a lot of, if there's anything going on with me, I, I truly set it aside because I just want to give out good vibe and, and good vibe. And, and, um, and, and, and it's crazy because when I do that, it, I'm attracting the good yes, vibe. right? The law of attraction. So cool. Yeah, truly. And um, so I, you know, going out there and networking and LinkedIn really, truly helped me. And, and I'm out there telling my story and how we became and started giving out to friends and family. And everyone was like, oh my God, Seth, this really, truly works. It really you works. Have- I'm not just saying it because I love you. <laughs> but yeah, it really, truly works. And so uh, I have a cousin in France who's in the beauty world and he was looking at on social media and seeing all the great things we're doing. And he said, you know what? I have a lady who started a company called the Spa Peeps and Spa Peeps, uh, what she does, she knows all the top buyers in the hotel and spa industry. And what she does is she throws these events where she she gets 14 vendors, 12 to 14 vendors and she has an event where the vendors really pay for also the buyers to come in. And we basically do a little trip together, like a, t- a small little vacation together. Oh, and geez. I reached out to her and her name is Lisa. And, and I said, Lisa, you know, I really want to be part of this. I need to meet the right people. And and yes, yes it's what I'm doing, but I need to really, I want to be in spas. I want to be in, in hotels. I want to be in the spas in the hotels. This is why I love working with women entrepreneurs because they have, once they get going, they, the vision just, it doesn't you stop. You can Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. And another thing was that, you know, again, going through this divorce and, you know, obviously, you know, my, my husband really didn't want it and we tried and unfortunately we couldn't make it work, but there were certain times I would come out and said, you're never going to make it. You were going to fall back and you're going to fall on your face. Um, you know, there was a lot of that. And, and in Pennsylvania, you know, when you get a divorce, it's not like how many years you've been married. That's how many years you're going to get alimony or this and that. It's how capable, how capable are you of taking care of yourself? And that's it. You know, the judge wow. just like, you're a healthy wow. woman, you're educated, you can go out there and make money doesn't matter how long you sat back and took care of your husband and his growth where he's at has nothing to do with it. It's right. You, you know, you're on your own basically. Right. And um, as you all know too, that all that time, energy, effort that you've put uh, into it for so many years, there's nothing. nothing. I mean, there is, but like, you know, that's monetarily. I don't even, even I have to, I don't have to work. I'm taking care of basically, right? I've put 25 yeah. years to this. He does extremely well. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't the case, right? Exactly. And of course, you know, there, there's whatever tactics of you're not going to be able to make it, you know, you're not going to be able to take care of yourself, blah, blah, blah. And that really put a fire in me and said, you know what? I don't even want to show you that I can do it. I'm going to show myself. I'm going to show me. I'm going to show me. I know this, me. And I, I know, know what I'm capable of. I know I got me any day of the week. 100%. This is a badass bitch. That That's right. Us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that these conversations usually start with me being like, is it okay if I call you a bad bitch? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad bitch. <laughs> no. I love it. <laughs> and so I go to this cruise, right? With these. Yeah unbelievable people i'm talking about the head of the marriott who makes the decision whether you're there like huge the head of four seasons ritz carlton salamander i mean you have and it would take you years and years just to be able to get in front of these people and i'm literally on a cruise with them right Mm -hmm. and i didn't know anyone and you're seppy and, and I figured, you know what? Your light shines bright. So you figure, shine it. Yeah, we'll go. I'll make friends. And if it doesn't come out, it was very expensive. It was almost $12,000. You know, when you start a business and you have to pay That's a big upfront cost when you're starting out. Yes. Starting on, like, am I even, do I even know what to say? What do I even do? But hey, I trust myself. And I know that um, I I build relationships based on who I am. And, and just people grasp on that, you know? Yes. Oh, I so, do. 
so I went on this cruise and met the most unbelievable people, unbelievable. And how this works is that you you're with them for four days straight gets, you know, we have restaurants, we have meetings, we have all this stuff. But the last day, you basically, they give you two rooms and it's almost like speed dating, but you display your products and they come to you. They didn't even know what I did kind of like, I, I wasn't out there. Hey, I have this deodorant. That's just so tacky. Right. right. I want them to get to know me for me. And then hopefully and then maybe you'll like what I'm selling maybe too. Like what they, yeah, exactly what I have to offer. And so we, I built this relationship and the last day it's speed dating. They come to you. They, everyone, every buyer comes and sits with you for five minutes. They talk to you and they see your product. They touch your product. They see your line. They see if you like it or not. And, uh, basically the last day I have this beautiful display of what it would look like in their spa, right. In white space. Cause I have all this white space. It's, I just want my deodorant there because I know once someone takes it and it's high end, they'll right? be sold. It is high end. It, it is sold. totally. And, but you, you have to consider yourself as high end. I don't care whether you make $20,000 a year, whether you make 200,000, whatever it is, but if you have to take care of your body and yourself as you, you're the gem, right? And the other thing too is that um, I feel like if you were to consider, this is a financial advisor in me, but if you were to consider how much, if using your deodorant, it's more expensive up front, right? Than the one that's terrible and can cause breast cancer for me, okay? Right. But by using yours, I'm avoiding that. So essentially- saving myself money down the road. So sure. I, I would like to invest in me now. Exactly. If I'm investing in my kid exactly. now with it, like you're wearing this deodorant. Exactly. exactly. Right? And you know, my deodorant, so a lot of times when they fill deodorants, it's almost like half full. So my deodorant is really oh, no. full. And it yeah, lasts, it's lasting up to four or five months. It lasts. It's, yeah. I mean, it's well worth the, it, it is so valuable. Yes. Yep. And so I go on this. So now I'm sitting in front of Marriott and they're sold. They said, okay. They did. Uh, okay. Four seasons. Okay. Salamander. Seppi, okay. Seppi, Seppi. Okay. So what is happening inside your <laughs> little heart at that moment? No, all I wanted to do and I'm and I'm keeping myself from like being excited because you're acting like this professional. It's not a big deal. You know, you're sitting here and talking about your brand. Meanwhile, I'm exploding inside. Like, I can't believe this is actually happening. I yeah. can't believe it's happening. Um, I mean, obviously your process is long and there's all kinds of stuff and contracts and things you do and you go back and forth and all this stuff. But the fact that I sat in front of them, I was able to tell them my story as yeah. a woman, woman-owned, an immigrant who English is her th- third language, coming here and, and promoting health and wellness uh, on top of promoting my brand of who I am. And that's what sold them. They said, you know, it's not just the brand. It's not just what you're offering, but it's who you are and how sincere you are and what you're promoting and, and your background. And bad bitches everywhere need to take that into account. Because as women, we have been so conditioned to not talk about what we're doing, not talk about why we're fired up and excited about something to just keep going. And I think that that is something that we all need to embrace more. And we are hopefully in this new era of things talking about who we are and why we're different than everything all these men are doing because we are different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, um, as a woman, you know, you take, you take obviously seat back because you yes. think your job is, you know, whether it's family, children, this and that. But I talk to so many women and, and they have so many dreams and they want to do it, but there's this fear in them that I'm not capable of doing it. I don't think I have it in me or I don't have, and I keep telling them like, it's your story. You know, once you have your story and you're able to tell your story, mm-hmm. um, everything else follows Falls into place, into place. Yes. Yes, that was my shifting moment for me too. When I I worked with a hundred million dollar client, mm-hmm. doesn't get much better than that. A woman, yeah. bad bitch extraordinaire, and I sat and watched boardrooms full of men ignore things she said. 
Right. Like how much money do you have to have as a woman to get them to take you seriously? Right. None of us want to be in that position. So I really appreciate you sharing that because I think that it's something that a lot of women don't even don't know what their story is, but just start talking about it because when you, what I've seen is when you shine your light, when other women shine their light, it helps me to see the possibility for myself. Seppi, look at you. You can overcome being an immigrant, uh, fleeing a country at a young age, dealing with deaths in your family. But then you're, so you're not only mourning that you're mourning the loss of people that you love very much that, you know, you're never going to see again, likely won't see for a very long time as a child, then being thrown and thrust into different cultures and having to learn new languages and not knowing what it was going to take for you to survive through the next day. Yeah. Um, People need to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not, it's not just that. I mean, even like women here, you know, they struggle with, with a lot. I mean, you know, in the United oh, States, yeah. you know, unfortunately there's a lot of times where it's, it's just this need of stuff, right? Need of stuff, bigger house, bigger garage, more cars. So the father is working the mom is working the child is home, not, you know, and th- that alone is a struggle too. I mean, that itself yes, is a struggle. It is. Immense. You know, a lot of things that you share about it. Yeah. And especially when, as we all know, most of the household duties, the emotional weight of things are carried by the women. And, you know, not everyone is also, as we should mention too, like um, your love for your husband is very genuine and real. And, and your husband is a very good person. Not all women, you know, some women stick it out in situations where, um, with men who are less than stellar to them and who are not going to, um, you know, allow them to feel whole kind of in any way. So I think that, yeah, that is a good point to make too, is that yeah. no matter what you're struggling with, right. And even if it's just that I thought I wanted to be here and now I've amassed all this stuff and I'm here and I don't know who I am anymore, Right. Important yeah. to pay attention to that and listen to that. 100%. And there's so, I mean, we live in an unbelievable country where there's so much that's offered to us. We just have to take advantage of it and and ask. And there's nothing wrong with asking, hey, I have this, I, I imagine myself doing this. What's there for me? How can I get there? What are the first steps? Um, and, and i I mean, I, I work in so many different organizations, women organizations, yeah. organizations all I did. Um, uh, uh, I mean, just so much, but I, I really go there a, to network and meet people, but also to learn, to learn because there's some, there's a lot, obviously I don't know. Right. Exactly. And, and I just like, I went on a girl's trip and there's a woman that she's a doctor and she's brilliant and beautiful, but she has this unbelievable dream as a doctor, she has this unbelievable dream because she sees herself beyond what she's doing. And, but there's a fear of, I don't know how to even stop. I don't even know how to do it. I don't even know where to go with this dream. And so it takes us women, entrepreneurs, women that want to help other women and and being there for one another and not, you know, that put that jealousy aside, put that, all that uh, superior, um, baggage aside and just help one another. Cause that's we, by we, doing that. We will lift each other up we would, collectively too. That 100%. is, that's my main goal and mission. That's why I call myself aligned wealth collected for my business, because I want to be women who go to each other for whatever yeah. it is that you're good at. Right. And to lift each other up. So thank you. Yeah. So and even, even having a friend who loves drama, and who loves this instead of outing her, be like, and she's acting like, you know, she wants a business. So she's not sure if you want drama and you're so nebby and stuff, God, you should go into PR. PR is like, this is it. Like you should be in PR. So <laughs> nebby, I love talking with Pittsburgh. <laughs> Just lifting each other up because I can't tell you, you bring that positive energy out. That energy comes back to you in yeah. so many ways. And karma, I believe in karma so much that you lift one person up, 
obviously you don't have to wait that person to lift you up or that person, something else positive will happen. I, for as long as I've known, you've done that. I know that when my sister started in real estate, (laughs) I mean, you've, this is always her and I did. (laughs) I know you had a lot of fun too. (laughs) That's always been important to you to lift other women up and make sure that if you can help show them what that you do. That's it. That's exactly it. And that's what we're for. And we just need to always remind ourselves that, you know, support, keep supporting, supporting each other. Let's just be, we're there because I support you. Someone else will support me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the deodor is doing fabulous. Yes. Uh, wonderful. Again, uh, uh, Marriott approved us. We're going to be in 140 different Marriott's. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so that's going great. Real estate is going fabulous. You know, I have my commercial real estate license. I have my residential real estate license and uh, now going through the divorce, knowing, you know, how, what it looks like once you get a divorce and, and, and the, the, just the house is like your main thing that you fight about and that kind of thing. And so uh, you now how to navigate that firsthand and are willing to jump in there with these women and help them to to navigate as exactly. well. So I'm I'm actually going into becoming a certified divorce specialist, uh realtor. Congratulations. Um, thank That's you. It's exciting. very expensive. It's a six month certification. But uh once I do that, I actually work basically with attorneys who then hire me or they, they basically refer me and I'm not representing the husband. I'm not re- representing the wife. I'm basically a mediator to make sure that it works out for both. Right. Okay. Um, so represent so the, the home itself, maybe even. Exactly. Um, on top of that, we're coming up with a new deodorant. And this Are is you? Biggest, yes. Uh, so this is I'm a so new excited. line. This is called Swipe. Okay. And what Swipe is, um, so I'm, you know, I'm always preaching about wellness, 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 you know, do you take your vitamins, take your mushrooms, take your lion's mane, take your turkey tail, uh, instead of drinking coffee, drink, you know, mushroom coffee. I'm constantly promoting and talking to my friends of like what supplements to take, what to do and yes. so forth. And Russ and I are hiking one day and my girlfriend called me up and she's like, Seppi, I'm not feeling so well. I, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, just take the vitamins I told you to take. I told you to take turkey tail. Turkey tail is huge, you know, la, la, la. And, and I hang up and I look at Russ and I'm like, you know, it's crazy how people always remember to wear their deodorant, but they walk by, by their vitamins so many times before they remember taking their vitamins. All of a sudden we look at each other and like, holy shit, what if we put vitamins in the deodorant? So you're oh, basically oh. vitamins. It's a, it's a routine that you have already daily. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. So Lauren, we look, we research, research. We're, this is the first one in the entire world. Okay. okay. And it's oh, called I Spike. love leading it. I love <laughs> So basically you are not, so there's going to be eight to nine different vitamins, electrolytes uh, that you're actually, we're able to put into the deodorant and it's fat soluble, which then you put it on and you're basically, your body is absorbing it. And there's your daily dose of vitamins. Uh, It's for for anyone from athletes to children, to college students, to anybody really. Right. And it's going to have a different one. One is for performance. One is going to be for your vitamin base and then. Uh, now we're able to put certain mushrooms in there that's felt that actually your body will be able to absorb, not the psychedelics or anything like that. No, but I've been learning so much. I've been learning a little bit about mushrooms and they're so intriguing too. Yeah. And that, when I went vegan, you know, lion's mane is a good replacement too for, for yeah. certain for your protein. Yeah. Um, turkey tail for your immune system. Ashwanda is like, I mean, there's so much, there's so yeah. many descriptions out there for health purposes, right? So when can we find this? So uh, we, con- you know, it's all who you know. I contacted one of my great, really, really good friends that is top in GNC. I reached out to her. I reached out to um, a couple of athletes. Uh, like used to be his dealers, not, you know, they're retired and so forth. And I reached out and I said, hey, I have this. What do you think? And so we have now... Very famous athletes who want to stand behind it. I can't mention names yet. Oh, and 
It's going to be huge. It's coming out. Uh, I have, we have an investor in New York who loves our vision and wants to be part of our vision. Who's now we're collaborating together. They're going to, we're going to start doing the, uh, hopefully we're, we're saying by the end of the year, Swipe is coming out. Okay. Oh, and first in the entire world. First in the entire world. Yep. yep. And you heard it here, bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> One idea turned into this. Yes. How is that for you too, to see that that this was an idea? It just was an idea. It came out of happenstance from circumstances you were dealing with in your own life. And now it's this real thing that's in my house and I can go grab it now. (laughs) That's amazing. It's it's an unbelievable feeling. It's just knowing that you have a dream, um, you know, Face it, set goals, short-term goals, long-term goals, uh, have the right uh, support system around you. If yes, you don't have so important, isn't that? Um, anyone that's listening you know, to this, I'm here. I will put my time and energy. I will give you the resources that I found that if you don't know, uh, can you can reach out to them and, um, and just just so lucky. Just, I'm just so every single day, you know, I hike every morning. I have a tree that I hug and just get rid of my negative ions, get this positive ion back, but you know, just being positive and not letting anything bring you down and knowing that uh, what's, uh, you know, every day above ground is a good day. Yes. Yes. It it wasn't Biggie. It was his nemesis. What was his name? Um, Biggie and Oh my gosh, how can we not do this right now? Malay, um stop. I can't believe I'm ha- I'm not I'm having this I conversation and not. Yeah. I know, but but here just every day. Get up every day and say every day above ground is a good day. And because the thing that- is too, we get one that- life, one go round. That's it. Right. You need to make it what you want it to be, not what someone else's expectations of you are. 100%. What you think 100%. others want. Right. Or others want or other per- other people see it in you. Just, you know you and just face your dream and do it. Oh, my friend, you, this has been <laughs> time. I can't thank you enough for joining me here, especially with the being so unproven. You're just the best. Now, can you tell us that be where we can find your products and sure. more about you? Sure. Uh, so my website is bicepi, B-Y-S-E-P-I.com, where you can find the products for Bicepi uh, Real Estate. I'm with Cobble Banker. You can look, uh, you can just Google me, Seppi Miller. And um, my, my actual cell phone is there. My email is there. Please reach out to me. Uh, and um, yeah. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I'm going to be in Marriott. I reached out to Nemecolon. I'm hoping Nemecolon will accept us. I reached out to. Um, It'd be crazy Bedford not Springs. to. You reached out right. to a Nemecolon, uh, Beffer Springs. Oh. So if anybody knows anybody that, you know, that you haven't. Reach out to you- Sefi too and let her know because she's got big dreams. She knows where this is going. And <laughs> honestly, like I said, I can vouch for it. Uh, <laughs> knowing what it does for myself and to alleviate the fear of cancer being caused to myself or my family. I mean, uh, yeah, a picture of health is even better. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. 